Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, or should I say the former President of the United States. Hi, everybody. Let me start by saying the obvious. These aren't normal times. As we all manage our way through a pandemic unlike anything we've seen in a century, Michelle and I hope that you and your families are safe and well. If you've lost somebody to this virus, or if someone in your life is sick, or if you're one of the millions suffering economic hardship, please know that you're in our prayers. Please know that you're not alone, because now's the time for all of us to help where we can and to be there for each other, as neighbors, as coworkers, and as fellow citizens. In fact, over the past weeks, we've seen plenty of examples of the kind of courage, kindness, and selflessness that we're gonna need to get through one of the most difficult times in our history. Michelle and I have been amazed at the incredible bravery of our medical professionals who are putting their lives on the line to save others. The public servants and health officials battling this disease. The workers taking risks every day to keep our economy running. And everyone who's making their own sacrifice at home with their families, all for the greater good. But if there's one thing we've learned as a country from moments of great crisis, it's that the spirit of looking out for one another can't be restricted to our homes or our workplaces or our neighborhoods or our houses of worship. It also has to be reflected in our national government. The kind of leadership that's guided by knowledge and experience, honesty and humility, empathy and grace, That kind of leadership doesn't just belong in our state capitals and mayor's offices. It belongs in the White House. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States. Choosing Joe to be my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made, and he became a close friend. And I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. He's someone whose own life has taught him how to persevere how to bounce back when you've been knocked down. When Joe talks with parents who've lost their jobs, we hear the son of a man who once knew the pain of having to tell his children that he'd lost his. When Joe talks about opportunity for our kids, we hear the young father who took the train home each night so he could tuck his children into bed. And we hear the influence of Jill, a lifelong teacher. When Joe talks to families who've lost a hero, We hear another parent of an American veteran, a kindred spirit, somebody whose faith has endured the hardest loss there is. That's Joe. Through all his trials, he's never once forgotten the values or the moral fiber that his parents passed on to him and that made him who he is. That's what steals his faith in God 
in America, and in all of us. That steel made him an incredible partner when I needed one the most. Joe was there as we rebuilt from the Great Recession and rescued the American auto industry. He was the one asking what every policy would do for the middle class and everyone striving to get into the middle class. That's why I asked him to implement the Recovery Act, which saved millions of jobs and got people back on their feet. Because Joe gets stuff done. Joe helped me manage H1N1 and prevent the Ebola epidemic from becoming the type of pandemic we're seeing now. He helped me restore America's standing and leadership in the world on the other threats of our time, like nuclear proliferation and climate change. Joe has the character and the experience to guide us through one of our darkest times and heal us through a long recovery. Good afternoon, everyone in America and around the world. This is All You Need to Know Radio, and I am your host, John Hollywood. People all my life have doubted me. They Then came the success of my first company at 19 years old. Now I've been on the radio for over 18 years with two different number one shows. Luckily, we have been blessed that way. Now I'm being asked, what is next? My response was very easy. In the words of the iconic Madonna, I want to rule the world. I want to do it in a different way, however. I want to educate the world with the truth where our country is right now. I am ready for the challenge. The question is, do you want to come along for the journey of your life with me? We shall see as All You Need to Know Radio starts right now. That's my idol, so we have to throw her in there. What do you think? What do you think of our new opening? Almost, 
Sounds beautiful. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you very much, sir. We're, we're, we've got one in the works for you, but it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> no, no need to kill yourself over it, but I appreciate that, John. Well, almost you are part of our family, and um, you're one of the only people that I have been dealing with over these years that don't blatantly lie to me. <laughs> That's okay. I will have my revenge against all of you people. No, I'm just kidding. Should sure, it's their loss. They don't get to hear. They don't get to hear me. Period. So real quick, let's do some housekeeping. This, I'm John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio, the number one radio show in our time slot. We are heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio Live. Nor our normal time is uh, four o'clock on Tuesday. Today we changed it to five o'clock today after Donald Trump's meltdown. <laughs> I really thought he was going to sit down and start sucking his thumb, but we had to change it because we had to do some fact checking. Almost, I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Yes, if you sir. You can choose for our show to be at five o'clock on Wednesday, or four o'clock, or five o'clock on Tuesday. What works better for your schedule? The answer is either works, but five p.m. is generally better than four p.m. And there you have it. You have breaking news. All you need to know right on Tuesday or Wednesday, my friend. Let's do Wednesday. All right. So from now on, this point forward, all you need to know radio, this is breaking news. We are going to be at a brand new time. So let's do this right. news and by decree <laughs> of John Hollywood and almost Warwick with Warwick and none, we are officially changing our showtime to Wednesday afternoon, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, don't worry if you can't listen to our show during that time. We're on demand on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, anywhere you can listen to on-demand music. So, all right, I'm so excited because we've got that going on. Hi, guys. We're live on Instagram, but I got to stay right here. So, almost, did you get to see the president's meltdown? Um, I didn't watch it live um, because I was working, but I did, in fact, see um, several clips and highlights and read some extensive news reporting about it. I generally know what happened. And I think a meltdown is an apropos statement. It was, in fact, a meltdown. Let me just give you a review. I'm not even going to put mm-hmm. your phone on mute because it's only going to be two minutes. Here we go. When on January 31st, I instituted the ban, Joe Biden went crazy. He said, you don't need the ban. You, he didn't go crazy. Like he, just, he didn't even know what the hell the ban was. But he, so he didn't go crazy. Yeah, but he yeah. did say, Hi. he did call me xenophobic. Wait a minute. He called me xenophobic. He called me a racist because he has since apologized and he said I did the right thing. So when you say, why didn't you this? Every Democrat thought I made a mistake when I did it. 
I saved tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of lives by putting it. That you bought. The argument is that you bought yourself some time. You didn't use it to prepare hospitals. You didn't use it to ramp up testing. Right you're so, now, you're so, you're so disgraceful. It's so disgraceful the way you said it. Let, let me just, listen, I just went over it. I just went over it. Nobody thought we should do it. And when I did it. But what did you do with the time that you bought? You know, the we month did. Of that, you know what we did? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do when you have no case in the whole United States? You when you, you excuse me, you reported it. Zero cases, zero deaths on January 17th. January. February, the entire January. I said in January. On January 30th. What did your administration do in February for the time that your travel ban bought? A lot. A lot. And in fact, we'll give you a list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. We did a lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know that your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. And most of you, and not all of you, but the people are wise to you. That's why you have a lower, a lower approval rating than you've ever had before, times probably three. And when you ask me that question, let me ask you this. Why didn't Biden, why didn't, why did Biden apologize? Why did he write a letter of apology? No, that's very important. Why did the Democrats think that I acted too quickly? You know why? Because they really thought that I acted too quickly. We have done a great job. Now, I could have, I could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. They're getting beat up pretty badly. I could have kept it open. I thought of keeping it open because nobody's ever heard of closing down a country, let alone the United States of America. But if I would have done that, we would have had hundreds of thousands of people that would right now be dead. We've done this right. And we, we really, we really have done this right. The problem is the press doesn't cover it the way it should be. Go ahead. One more question, Steve. Go ahead. Could he just pat himself on the back any further? I mean, any harder? I mean, seriously. Um, I've never seen a more egotistical that is, I mean, I'm trying to be nice because I'm trying to be respectful of the office, but let me tell you something. It's really fucking hard, dude. Because this guy Well, has you know, lost it's, it's such an interesting comparison. I'm sorry. It's such an interesting comparison between the clip that you played of Obama and the clip you played of Trump. Um, you know, I am a liberal, and I'm not a strong supporter of the Republican Party, but you can't see other Republican presidents behaving in the way that Donald Trump behaves. I mean, if you look at the Bushes, both H.W. and George W., neither of them came anywhere close to the misbehavior and narcissism and egotism that Donald Trump put on display in that clip. Um, you know, Barack Obama, if there's anything he's good for, he's a brilliant speaker and an orator. Um, and he sounded much more presidential than the actual president in those couple of clips. So I, I think that calling it a tantrum and an embarrassment is correct. Almost my 16-year-old's nephew could do a, mm -hmm. a better speech than that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what Donald Trump is trying to do. First of all, he is the the blood on everyone's hands that have died in America over 26,000 people is all because mm -hmm. Donald Trump did not act when he was told about this in November. Now, let's be realistic and I'll be fair. 
he would not have been able to stop this pandemic. However, he would have been able to uh, tell people, listen, look out for this. Let's get hospital beds ready. Let's get ventilators ready. Let's get our medical staff ready so they don't put their life in danger to take care of people. And instead, Donald Trump ignored what he was told and called it a democratic hoax in front of thousands of people. And now he's rushing to try to make sure that he can blame anybody else besides him. And I'm sorry, I feel like this falls squarely on his shoulders. And every American that dies, their blood is on Donald Trump's hands. I don't disagree. I think another thing that's worth thinking about is the factual accuracy of his claims, even in that small clip that was less than two minutes. He made multiple factual, verifiable misrepresentations. For example, the big thing that he's holding up is, look at me, I did this thing that other people weren't sure I should do, where he's, what he's talking about when he calls it the ban, he's talking about the, uh, the supposed ban instituted in mid-January of um, people traveling by airplane from China to the United States. He didn't even really do it. The, the airlines did it before the federal government told them to do it. So, you know, yes, he did put a ban in place around January 10th, but prior to that, the airlines had already stopped flying people from China to the United States. Um, There's also the very important fact that Joe Biden is not the president and does not have the authority to make that type of order, whereas Donald Trump definitely does. And, you know, his shameful display of whataboutism there um, obscures not just his um, narcissism, but it also obscures <laughs> the factual truth that he didn't actually order a ban on travel from China until after the private companies instituted said ban. It's a ridiculous talking point. Well, remember when Donald Trump was nominated and it was very aware that he was president-elect, he started acting Mm -hmm. like the president. We have a constitutional rule that we have one president at a time. They were calling Mm -hmm. foreign countries. They were making, you know, especially with Russia, they were making Mm -hmm. deals with them like they were the acting president. Why do you think Obama did not take any action? I think Obama was living in a pre-Trump world and didn't quite realize, or maybe if he did, and I don't, I don't really want to dance on the head of a pin about exactly what Obama's thought process was in the waning days of his presidency, because I don't really know. But um, I can speculate that uh, he had other matters to attend to um, rather than things like running the country and doing appointments and things like that, other than um, trying to prevent Donald Trump from using his election power, his his powers as the president-elect. I just don't think that was high up on the list of Obama's priorities at that time. Well, what I think is that he was abusing his president-elect power because Mm -hmm. he was undermining Obama in several areas. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I don't disagree with you. I think litigating the 2016 election and you know the transition to power 
is useful in the right context. But <laughs> today in 2020, right we're talking about, you know, the uh, Donald Trump's current crisis. And I want to be very, very clear, the economic crisis that's overwhelming the United States, in addition to the health crisis and the pandemic, are both squarely Donald Trump's problem. It has nothing to do with the Democrats or Obama or Biden. It's 100% the Republicans and Donald Trump. What do you think about him defunding the WHO? <laughs> it, again, it's, it's, it's deflection and whataboutism, uh, blaming anyone else for the problems that he caused. You know, in the world right now, America, which is not population dense in the same way that China, India, and Brazil are, but America has the highest number of reported cases and deaths right now. Um, I know. WHO is an international organization that is nonpartisan, and it tries very, very hard to not. And it, it, for the most part, in general, does a very good job of not taking sides in political disputes in, in countries. They don't care where, whether Labor or Tory wins in the UK. Their job is to promote global health no matter who the leaders are. And for the most part, I mean, with some notable exceptions, such as China and Iran, um, the governments of the world – don't really ask political questions of the WHO because the WHO is not a political organization. They're a pandemic response organization, World Health Organization. So for Trump to take on the WHO for essentially telling the truth about his failures is just another example of his venal narcissism and whataboutism where he's searching for someone else to blame for this problem where it's clearly his problem. I mean, do you think if he gets up there and repeats it over and over and over and over and over and over that in his little <laughs> lollipop land that he lives in, he thinks that really makes a difference? It does. And if you, you know, I've said this before on your show, that if there's one thing that Donald Trump is good at, it is manipulating the media. Um, I, I think that that type of repetition and that type of big lie, quote unquote, um, has been proven to work on the American populace by Donald Trump um, and, frankly, by some of his Republican predecessors. You know, health care for all is too expensive and will never work. That's, that's a big lie that's told over and over that's not true. I mean, it works in tons of other countries. That's, that's beside the point. Um, the, the big lie that he's telling with regards to this COVID-19 thing is, you know, I did a great job. It's all the Democrats' fault. And I, I, I see some cracks and some chinks in the armor. Um, I see some media reports and, like, social media reports that seem to indicate that there are people who call themselves Trump supporters that are questioning the truth and validity of what the president is doing with regards to COVID-19 in a way that they weren't with, for example, the impeachment. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, the scary part 
is that the big lie does seem to work, and a lot of people, approximately 35% of the people in this country, think that Trump is doing a good job in his coronavirus response. So, you know, your question was, does repeating the lie over and over work? And the answer is, well, for some people it sure does, but it appears that that may be slightly changing in certain areas and certain demographics, which I perceive as a good thing. Absolutely. And one thing that, you know, I was telling you about the differences in the followers and the amount of people that we have uh, actually our pages reaching is because mm-hmm. I literally spend a few hours a night going back and forth with people on Facebook. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun for me. You know, a lot of people get frustrated and upset, but, you know, when people cuss at me or call me names, I'm like, really, that's all you got? Is that the education you were given? Your mama must be embarrassed. You know, just I take it to a different <laughs> level, but I'm not going to fight and argue with it. I'm not going to let somebody disrespect me. But right. it's it's actually quite comical if you ever get five minutes just to go on All You Need to Know Radio's Facebook page and just read mm-hmm. on anything having to do with Obama or Hillary or Joe Biden is just getting blown out of the water. With exception you mean of one a thing lot of that comments I'll... from the right ahead, wing, sorry. is that what you mean by that? Yes, sir. What's really, really interesting to me, and I, I'll definitely check out some of those interactions on your page. But what I find really interesting about that is that there is a known cyber operation, ongoing cyber operation, regarding political postings on social media coming from the Russian government. I mean, if you listen to the FBI, which you probably should, um, they haven't stopped. It started in about 2014, and the Russian government is still actively in April of 2020 doing social media cyber phishing and cyber attacks to attempt to influence the opinions of the general public. And I'm wondering to what extent some of these people posting anti-Hillary or anti-Biden memes in April of 2020 on All You Need to Know Radio, how many of them are legitimate American individuals who are aggrieved against the Democratic Party, and how many of them are foreign actors or bots? And Hmm. I don't know the answer, but I wouldn't be surprised if at least a few of them were foreign actors or bots. Things that make you go, hmm... Mm-hmm. Well, one mm-hmm. other thing, real quick, I wanted to let you know that really is getting a lot of play. First of all, very sad news. The coronavirus cases have near 2 million people globally just a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. It's just it's so sad. I, I wasn't aware of that number, but I knew we were approaching that. That's sad. And 26,000 Americans have have died, and all of their their blood is on Donald Trump's hands. And, you know, the point that you made maybe five minutes ago that, you know, an appropriate and forceful federal government response would have mitigated the crisis. It would not have fully averted it. I mean, they couldn't wave their hand and say, you know, no coronavirus in America. They can't do that. That's not the way viruses work. But 
that mitigation, if you look at what other countries are doing, for example, Australia is a great example. Um, they really, really shut down travel early on, um, have strong quarantine protections uh, for people who are traveling, and um, have strong social safety net protections so that workers who are in non-essential businesses who would otherwise be unable to afford to live without going to work are able to afford to live without going to work in the short term. You know, we could have done similar things in America, and instead of having 22,000 people die, we could have had 2,200 people die or something like that. And, you know, the, the point that there's blood on Donald Trump's hands as a direct result of the COVID-19 response or lack thereof from the federal government is 100% accurate based upon my analysis of the situation. You know, if there's really not anything more disgusting that he could have done this week during mm -hmm. one of his, quote, uh, press conferences to update us on the coronavirus, they literally brought the lights down in the White House press room and played a propaganda video that just mm -hmm. was showing everything Trump had done right. And I almost and that, threw up in my mouth. And that question from that reporter that you played, the, the little clip that you played, was about that video. And he actually referenced the – I think he referenced the chart that was shown – or the timeline that was shown in that video that had exactly one entry for the month of February. Um, you know what else Donald Trump did during the month of February besides do exactly one thing in response play to COVID-19? Yes, play golf. play golf, hold rallies, go on vacation, judge justices to uh, federal district courts, and a bunch of other items that indicated that his um, attention was elsewhere. He, was, he just wasn't that worried about it, and for them to come back and try to rewrite history with, as you correctly said, a propaganda video in the White House press room is obnoxious. There's a new press secretary who has given essentially zero comments to the press. First what is that all, person doing? She's not new. She's not new. She's actually another Kellyanne – she's like a Kellyanne Conway clone. Right. Only she it's doesn't a, look like she's a news contributor. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, is that she is another one who knows how to spin things. I, I believe mm -hmm. I saw an interview where she was saying when the journalist was beheaded that Obama, which I don't know why they keep bringing Obama up because he's not president. <laughs> it's just a distraction. But the thing mm -hmm. is, is that when uh, the guy was beheaded, Obama said how sorry he was. And then he went off and played golf. Now, what that had anything to do with the question they were asking her, I was dumbfounded and couldn't understand it. But I thought it was just apple, you know, par for the course with these guys. They just, they it, lie. It really they, is. It's awful. So, hey, did you hear the court ruling about the abortion in Texas? I'm sorry. No, I haven't. Was that today? Okay, so. Yes, there was a, a <laughs> ruling of uh, anyone who has the coronavirus, they're allowed to get an abortion. Oh, I think that's appropriate. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, when I'm, I'm not – I, I don't sorry. really want to engage in the debate regarding abortion. No, no, I, I, do I don't think know. That, I, I, I do think that the 
um, opportunism shown by the, the reason that that lawsuit was filed is that my understanding is that Governor Abbott specifically targeted abortion abortion providers and said that those services were not uh, essential services and they had to shut down during the shelter-in-place orders. And so that lawsuit was filed, and that federal judge issued a temporary injunction um, because the Republicans are being opportunists when it comes to trying to enact their social agenda that they've been trying to enact for, you know, since Roe v. Wade for 40, 50 years. Um, they're trying to sneak it in because of coronavirus, and it's disgusting. It's opportunism. Well, one other thing I wanted to bring to your attention, and I know you need to go, is that the Democrats, mm-hmm. this is some breaking news, the Democrats are pro- introducing a plan to pay Americans $2,000 a month until the economy mm-hmm. recovers from COVID-19. What do you so think about that, that? Actually, that legislation was introduced by a couple of justice Democrats, by I think it was Ro Khanna, and I'm forgetting the other name of the other person, but there's a couple of um, – I guess you would call them Bernie Sanders-style Democrats, justice Democrats, who um, have introduced a bill to that effect. My understanding is that uh, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and them, um, the ones who actually have power in the Democratic Party, have not endorsed such a bill. Now, do I think that Biden – is being pulled to the left by the Demo- by by the Sanders movement by the Justice Democrat. Yes, I do. Um, that's why you see his proposal to um, waive some student debt for certain people in the economy, as well as lower the Medicare eligibility age to 60 years from 62. Both of which are pretty substantial expansions of social safety net programs. Um, but I see. Um, the broader Democratic Party embracing a universal basic income um, in the same way as those couple of legislatures who had introduced the bill. The other thing to say about it is the bill is dead on arrival in the Senate. There's no way that's getting part of that provision of that bill is going to be enacted into law with Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump at the helm. Well, I've had several of my friends actually that have gotten the stimulus checks Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you get yours? Because supposedly over eighty. Uh, I I don't qualify because of my income, sir. Ah, uh, that sucks. See, yeah, and, well, and I don't think there's that that sucks because you didn't create the coronavirus, and it sure is it affecting your business. I'm sure. My business has applied for a, um, a paycheck protection program loan. Uh, through the Small Business Administration, through the federal stimulus money. So we are getting some assistance, but I I appreciate your thought. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. So real quick, and then I'll let you go. Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. do you think Bernie Sanders, his followers are going to follow? Bernie Sanders, for the very first time, unlike he did in 2016, he literally Mm -hmm. basically commanded his followers to not vote for Trump and to vote for uh, Biden because he said it would be irresponsible and would be no way form or fashion following what our revolution was going to be about. If you follow a dictator like Donald Trump, 
And, Will it know, make a difference? Keep, people don't remember that he actually told his supporters to vote for Hillary and campaigned for Hillary in 2016. He did. Um, he did. This but time, not with one that of the things that you, one of the not things that, that he was criticized for back in 2016 is not being more forceful in telling his followers to vote for Hillary. Um, and so to correct that issue, you know, as soon as it became clear that he was suspending his campaign and did not have a mathematical chance of becoming the nominee, this time in 2020, he was much more forceful and dramatic in telling his supporters to um, back Biden. Um, I also would note that today, I believe, Warren endorsed Biden. He sure and did. There's been a there's been a general display of party unity surrounding Biden in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think that, you know, as longtime listeners of the show will know, I'm not a huge fan. Of, I, Biden is not my preferred policy avenue. I, I disagree with him on a number of policy items. That said, I am going to campaign for him. Um, I'm probably going to donate money to him, and I'm certainly going to vote for him. And as Sanders said, I think it's irresponsible for anybody who is left of center or even <laughs> even I right agree. of center, uh, yeah. but normal, not a, not an authoritarian. You know, it is irresponsible for anybody to vote for Donald Trump or to vote for a third party or to not vote because they don't prefer Biden's policy. Donald Trump is such a clear and present danger in a way that other past Republican presidents or Democratic presidents just were not, that his removal through electoral means is so incredibly important to the foundation of America and the continuation of our Democratic Republic that to do anything else is, is, is gross and irresponsible, and I, I appreciate Sanders being more forceful. I will say one of the interesting things, and we talked about this just a few minutes ago, is I have seen not in person or over the phone, but online, a dramatic spike in the number of people purporting to be Sanders supporters who are saying, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden because I don't like him. And I, I suspect... The, those, but but when you talk to progressives and liberals in in America, if you actually talk to them face to face or over the telephone, all of them agree with the assessment that Trump is a clear and present danger and needs to be removed, even if we don't necessarily agree with every single policy position of Joe Biden. And so my point that I'm trying to make, and I know I'm getting taking my time to get there, is that I think that. A lot of the bots and um, cyber attacks coming from the Russian government are actually directed at the split between progressives and centrists mm. in the Democratic Party. And um, there are more people expressing that very minority opinion. You know, I'm not going to vote for Biden because I don't like him. I'm going to not vote instead or I'm going to vote for Trump. That is a minority, minority opinion among Democrats. But it seems to be expressed a lot online, and I suspect that that's part of the uh, cyber campaign from foreign actors. Um, Absolutely. You want to hear I my prediction? Like my, I would, yeah. 
Thank you. Okay, so my um, my prediction is that you know how everybody said there are silent people that said they weren't going to vote for Trump, but they did vote for Trump. Yes. I think it's going to be reversed this time. Remember, Donald Trump only won the election by a razor thin margin, uh, even though he can say eighty thousand votes. Yeah, he did not win by very much. He has lost mm-hmm. independent women. He has lost the male, white males that make a lot of money, and mm-hmm. he has lost the African American vote, a lot of it, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the Hillary Clinton hate that he had before. And he doesn't mm-hmm. – one thing that is really against him is before he didn't have a record people could rely to. He's made promises not kept. Mexico never paid for the fucking wall. In fact, the fucking wall is still not built. Even there's like mm-hmm. $1.2 billion sitting in some fund for it. And the other thing is – so I think people will say they're, gonna, they're not going to vote for Trump or they are going to vote for Trump. And they're not going to. I really think they're not mm-hmm. going to. Well, I, I agree with you that the enthusiasm to vote against Trump is going to be higher in 20 than it was in 16. Um, I also agree with you that he has shed portions of his base, and having a record to run against is going to hurt him. Um, I do want to be clear to any listeners that it's not a slam dunk. I mean, I also Absolutely. I, I we also need predict that we need Biden vote. will win. Yeah, but I, I predict that Biden will win in um, Philadelphia, Florida, Wisconsin, Nevada, and Arizona, which should be sufficient to um, win the Electoral College. Um, I do suspect that Trump will win in North Carolina and Ohio, and it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be close because of Electoral College math. But um, I suspect that Biden will, in fact, defeat Trump in a relatively close race. The question then becomes, will Trump actually leave? And we've addressed this before on your show, and I don't really want to get into it today. Right. um, But I'm extremely concerned that no matter what the results of the election, Trump will claim that it was rigged and refuse to step down. And like I've said before, they're ready for that. Mm -hmm. I hope but so. Thank you so much. Anyway, um, done a little bit more time. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Um, I Absolutely. look forward to being on the show again soon. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you. All right, guys. So that was almost War Wrench with Warbridge and Nunn, our constitutional lawyer. We need to take a quick break and pay some bills. I'm John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio. If you'd like to join us live in the studio, call 516-531-9990. Come on, Facebook. All my Facebook peeps that was posting all this stuff. I'm going to read some of your posts to our listeners because I think it was some good things. Also coming up, we've got our entertainment watch. We are showcasing Landward Rogues, EB Entertainment Group's recording artists. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Cold 
on my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year? Of course she can. Hey, want to drive? Really? Do you think we can do this, Robin? Things will be tight, but we can make this work. That's great. Here we go. Now. What about your dream car? This is my dream now. <laughs> Principal, we can help you plan for that. At the end of season six, Ruzek ended up in prison. The wannabe mayor, Brian Kelton, he's found dead. And it certainly looks as though Voight did it. Last season ended with a bang. Natalie? Last season ended where we were all in the mattress fire. We got people alive in here. We gotta get them out. Evacuate now. This season, we actually start the season premiere like we never have before. Connor, I respect you. Saved a lot of lives around here. Just gotta make sure you didn't take one. We're gonna start with we're all in danger and get to see who survived and who didn't survive. I'm not leaving you! The new season picks up 10 minutes after the finale. Earlier today, Voight said he was going to see Kelvin to do what needs to be done. Watch yourself. You don't want to say something you can't walk back. Our fans know that Wednesday night is their night for TV. It's like a three-hour Chicago movie every week. I just feel like every season the writing just keeps getting richer and the stories keep getting better. And I think the fans expect that from us, and we're going to give them exactly what they want. We're going to continue to dig deep and make the most authentic Chicago story. Honesty, integrity, bravery on the streets of Chicago every single day. It's really incredible. Wednesday nights is one to watch.
y'all. Monday still twerking, so I'm running late. Tuesdays, I'll be twerking on my car. Kevin Miller on the on the line today, and uh, he is was not able to join us. But I actually found some information about uh, the mortgage stuff that's going on. So we're going to do it that way. And then coming up, guys, don't go anywhere. We have a special.
All right, everybody can hear me. Everybody can hear me now, right, right now, okay? And I think that we're back on right now. I don't know. Damn it. If I have to reboot it, we'll reboot it, and I'll call back in. Yeah, let me call back in. Just give me two seconds, and uh, let's uh, let you hear this. I feel a place in my heart where the darkness fades away. Then they should be able to make their payment. If there's not 
if there's not an immediate problem with paying the mortgage, it's better for the borrower to start with the mortgage services website to see what COVID-19 specific information is available to those in that situation. If a borrower can't pay their mortgage at this time or can only pay, make a partial payment, then they should contact their mortgage servicer immediately and be prepared for a long call waiting time with any mortgage company period. Okay, so this is where I think Kevin was talking about. Federally backed mortgages. Under the provisions of the CARES Act, individuals with federal federally backed mortgage loans who are experiencing financial hardship due to COVID-19 can request a forbearance, um, can request a forbearance uh, period for contacting the mortgage servicer. Federally backed mortgages include FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, and, F and Freddie Mac. Boy, that just sounds like some really bad recipes <laughs> for food, don't you think? Um, the CARES Act also provides for affected borrowers to defer their mortgage payments for up to 180 days. Well, Kevin's point was that if they're deferring these payments, what happens to the people who actually set up the mortgage? And I'm not seeing where they're actually taking that into consideration. So, you know, I'm not really sure what happened. Um, but what we want to do is we want to make sure that everybody – uh, understands that the the stimulus checks that you're getting, and I know several people that got them today, uh, over eighty mil, over eighty billion dollars has been uh, put out there, and uh, I know at least uh, forty people off the top of my head that I know they got their stimulus money direct deposited. Now you got yours, good. Okay, we'll talk about that too. Now the one thing that is going to slow everything down, which really fucks everything up is of course Donald Trump has to get his ego involved and he wants his name on these fucking checks that's just stupid and you know it's just part of Donald Trump being Donald Trump so that's what's going on in the mortgage industry we are going to take a short break and when we come back uh, we're going to have our entertainment watch and Misty Dawn with Lamward Rogues is going to be joining us on the phone. So everybody out there, make sure that the stimulus checks that come to you, do not pay your mortgages with them. Do not pay your utilities with them. Use them for food. Use them for the essentials of life. Because, um, you know, I was reading an article a few minutes ago that they're trying to come up with a plan where they'll pay you $2,000 a month until the coronavirus uh, situation is taken care of. I will say don't hold your breath for that. Because once Donald Trump realizes that he is going to be held accountable for this, uh, Donald Trump is going to lose uh, – Really, any wanting to help people at all. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. Because Donald Trump, once again, is then in this for himself. He's not in it for anybody else. And that's just the sad. And um, that's just sad. So, like I said, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Misty Dawn with Lamwood Rogues. And then shortly after that, Jason Jennings will be joining us. As we go to break... This is OTAP Royals. Enjoy. In the flesh. 
Hi, everybody. Let me start by saying the obvious. These aren't normal times. As we all manage our way through a pandemic unlike anything we've seen in a century, Michelle and I hope that you and your families are safe and well. If you've lost somebody to this virus, or if someone in your life is sick, or if you're one of the millions suffering economic hardship, please know that you're in our prayers. Please know that you're not alone, because now's the time for all of us to help where we can and to be there for each other as neighbors, as coworkers, and as fellow citizens. In fact, over the past weeks, we've seen plenty of examples of the kind of courage, kindness, and selflessness that we're going to need to get through one of the most difficult times in our history. Michelle and I have been amazed at the incredible bravery of our medical professionals who are putting their lives on the line to save others, the public servants and health officials battling this disease, the workers taking risks every day to keep our economy running, and everyone who's making their own sacrifice at home with their families, all for the greater good. But if there's one thing we've learned as a country from moments of great crisis, it's that the spirit of looking out for one another can't be restricted to our homes or our workplaces or our neighborhoods or our houses of worship. It also has to be reflected in our national government, the kind of leadership that's guided by knowledge and experience, honesty and humility, empathy and grace. That kind of leadership doesn't just belong in our state capitals and mayor's offices. It belongs in the White House. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States. Choosing Joe to be my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made, and he became a close friend. And I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. He's someone whose own life has taught him how to persevere, how to bounce back when you've been knocked down. When Joe talks with parents who've lost their jobs, we hear the son of a man who once knew the pain of having to tell his children that he'd lost his. When Joe talks about opportunity for our kids, we hear the young father who took the train home each night so he could tuck his children into bed. And we hear the influence of Jill, a lifelong teacher. When Joe talks to families who've lost a hero, we hear another parent of an American veteran, a kindred spirit, somebody whose faith has endured the hardest loss there is. That's Joe. Through all his trials, he's never once forgotten the values or the moral fiber that his parents passed on to him and that made him who he is. That's what steals his faith in God, in America, and in all of us. That steal made him an incredible partner when I needed one the most. Joe was there as we rebuilt from the Great Recession and rescued the American auto industry. He was the one asking what every policy would do for the middle class and everyone striving to get into the middle class. That's why I asked him to implement the Recovery Act, which saved millions of jobs and got people back on their feet. Because Joe gets stuff done. Joe helped me manage H1N1 and prevent the Ebola epidemic from becoming the type of pandemic we're seeing now. He helped me restore America's standing and leadership in the world on the other threats of our time, 
like nuclear proliferation and climate change. Joe has the character and the experience to guide us through one of our darkest times and heal us through a long recovery. everybody welcome back to all you need to know radio i'm your host john hollywood thank you so much for hanging around with us i know it's been a very long show tonight it's been a very informative show we want to thank almost warrench with warriors and none our constitutional lawyer we're now moving on to one of my favorite parts of our show it's called the entertainment watch we're watching celebrities we're watching celebrities grow and grow and grow tonight we have a very special guest Landward Rogues, which is PB Entertainment recording artist, Landward Rogues. And uh, we're going to be talking to Misty and Jason. And uh, take a listen to this. I made it through the I believe this is where you are, right, Misty? Yep, Grand Junction, Colorado. How is uh, how are things going out there? You guys going stir crazy with uh, the Corona mess that's going on? It's not too bad. I I was able to start working from home because I also teach music, so I've switched everyone to online lessons. Well, I'm so excited because we're on this new video system. I actually can see you. And so I'm yeah. hoping that we're not that we're not going to talk over each other. So you can see me, I can see you. You're looking beautiful as ever. Although in oh, the bathtub, you. you're looking really hot. I mean those <laughs> those tattoos are. Did, who did the lighting of that video? It was just natural lighting from the window. So you're just naturally that beautiful. Just a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so you have a brand new album out with your husband Jason Jennings. Name of your band is Landwood Rose, and everything just dropped, but everything just came right back. <laughs> I turned my phone a certain way so I could see. Anyway, uh, the name of the album is Hunter, all in caps, or Prey, all in caps. Why is the album like that? Uh, well, we had someone that we know, an artist here in Grand Junction, do the logo. And Hunter or Prey is the name of one of my husband's songs. And it's basically about how any of us at any time could be the hunter or the prey. Hmm. So was there something that made you guys do that song? Did y'all write, do you write your own music? I believe you do, right? We do. Um, Jason has written, I believe, 40 songs now. I've written nine or 10, um, but we have 11 songs on the album. They're all originals. And how long has the album been out? Just since beginning of no, Friday the 13th, March the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. Some fun things. You guys are going to need to do some fun things on that day. Right. So, uh, What's an average day in an artist like you, like you? Sure. So we do a lot of practicing. I haven't written anything recently, but Jason's been writing a lot. We've just been going through a lot of songs and figuring out what we feel like playing, what we want to polish. That and we have children, so school stuff. <laughs> yes, and I think that is so awesome. You're an amazing mother on top of being a songwriter, a singer, taking requests and I'm the one who requested that you do the like a version because Madonna is <laughs> my uh, uh, idol and uh, I, I posted it on our Facebook page a few minutes ago and I tagged Madonna in the post so oh, we'll awesome. see what happens with that <laughs> yeah we love requests requests are fun we always put our own spin on it so this is another song real quick we're going to let you guys hear a little bit of, if you're just joining us my name is John Hollywood of All You Need to Know Radio Heard exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio, normally on Tuesdays at uh, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, because our crazy-ass president, we moved our show to Wednesday today at uh, 5 p.m. And the show is just, it's been gangbusters. It's been so long. Uh, I'm not going to ask you anything political because I don't think people really want to hear the political things from artists. They want to hear you sing and they want to hear what you write about. And... I don't know who you're from, like you're Republican, Democrat. Like I said, I think none of that is none of our business. I think that that stays personal with you. But I'm going to play a little bit of a song called Tea Time. I want to know what that's about. <laughs> Here we go. Sure. Flowering honey brown, indulge in some bangle fry. 
Okay, is that a ukulele that I'm hearing in there, Misty? Yeah, that's actually an older recording um, of that song. So that was, we had a ukulele, washboard, harmonica, and uh, a friend of ours that played the slide guitar. So that's not the version on the album? Nope. Ah, hey, I No, but it's a fun your... one. I like that version, actually, too. Actually, I knew that. I was going to test you to see if, if you knew that because when we <laughs> no, got it off Spotify, version. it had a green background just saying Lamwood Road. Yeah, that was one of our live cover. recordings. Yeah, yeah, I, I love one of it. our live recordings. Thank you. I, I love your voice. Your pitch is amazing. I sound like I'm on American Idol and judging you. <laughs> but uh, your voice is really – it's very – to the ear it's amazing to listen to and I wonder I what that. advice you would give someone that would want to be in the business that you're in some young girl Practice. that's watching you a beautiful woman writes her own music you're, you're the real deal you actually write your own music you sing your own music you play instruments what do you not do Misty <laughs> uh I do a lot of artistic things. That's for sure. <laughs> that's very, very. Um, I mean, I can, I can believe that actually. It's pretty creative. I also have a, a kind of a aspiring mad scientist side. Eventually, I would like to study neuroscience. I have a bachelor's in biology. Really? That's something yeah. I didn't know. So, how many tattoos do you have? Because I noticed in the video, because mm. that's the first time I kind of, I've heard the video. And I, but I really, really, really watched it today, and I saw how you were trying to hold everything up, and I'm like, she's got a lot of tattoos. <laughs> I really do. So I have uh, snakes on my rib cage. I have my bleeding heart blossoms on my chest. Uh, my arms are in the process of getting sleeved out with leopard print, and there's going to be galaxy in one arm. Um, I have foxes, one on each ankle. I have bees on my knees. I have a flapper um, butterfly lady on my thigh. I think I have like, I have 15, I think, if I were to count them out. I have wow. wings. Wow. All right, guys, this is John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio, <laughs> and we are talking to PB Entertainment Group's recording artist, Lamwood Rogues, and Jason Jennings and Misty Dawn Makeup equal Landwood Rogues, and we're talking to Misty Vaughn right now. And uh, so, Misty, here is a cliche question. What's your favorite song on the sure. album? Mm, I really enjoy Insomniac Musings, but also Dreaming and Scheming. It's hard Dreaming to pick Dreaming and Scheming. What is that about? Mm -hmm. um, so it's I call it my sassy song. It's about how I feel like no one can tell me what to do and my life is my own and I'm going to be fine. <laughs> but that's actually your life. <laughs> no one does tell I you know. Life. <laughs> yeah. The happy wife yeah. and the happy life. It's what I've always heard. <laughs> yeah, but other, it's kind of my sassy I'm going to be okay no matter what song. 
I like that. Yeah. Uh, what inspired you to write that? Hmm. I don't remember the exact reason why. I was just trying, I was playing around with a strum pattern and a chord pattern similar to St. James Infirmary. And I ended up with the strum pattern that I've got for that song. And um, I just thought, I want to write something sassy, something a little different, because a lot of my other songs are more moody or cutesy, like the Tea Time one. So I was trying to think of something sassy. And I don't want to get the the type of music wrong. So tell, it's eclectic. Is that right? You know, it's really hard to quantify what it is. Um, <laughs> we call it original Celtic Americana, but really it's it's a mix of blues, jazz, country, if you will. Um, we have acoustic instrumentation, so that kind of automatically puts us in sort of a folk genre. Right. Uh, Americana, folk. We have a Celtic site as well. So. See, I think you would be clarified as country. <laughs> well, you Americana know, I, is a subgenre of country, so I'm okay it with is, that. It is a subgenre of country. See? Yeah. Beautiful, smart, songwriter, artist, everything. <laughs> so, uh, real, just between us, nobody else is listening. How is it singing with your husband? It's fun. We've grown a lot together musically. So I've been a musician since I was a little kid, um, whereas he's really only been focusing on music a lot over the last couple of years. It's been a part of his life off and on for many years, but um, I've focused on it much longer than he has. So it's been fun growing together and learning together. Very cool. Who are your inspirations? Musical inspirations. Okay. Musical inspirations. Um, Lindsay Mack is one of mine. I had an old album of hers. She plays the cello and she does, she plays all these different genres on it that I found really interesting and her vocal range and her songs are stories. So I really appreciate her. She's definitely been an influence. So do you like Uh, all kinds of music? I really do, yeah. Who's your favorite pop singer? Hmm, favorite pop singer right now. So I don't know if these people would qualify as pop, but they are kind of poppy. The Revivalists. Okay, never heard of them. Favorite country singer? Female and male. I like, I have a soft spot for Patsy Cline. I like the older country. I, I like the older country more than the contemporary country. Um, male country singer. I'm going to have to think on that one. I'm not sure. That's okay. Um, Johnny Take Cash. I always love Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Did you see the He's movie that he, Joaquin Phoenix did with? Uh, I think it's Reese Witherspoon. Pretty incredible. That's how I got introduced to Johnny Cash. But I fell in love with his music watching that movie so you have a brand new album out um the coronavirus hits how does that make you feel i mean you got to feel stagnant that you guys have been working and working and working on the album you just you just know in your heart that it's gonna everything's gonna be okay what can you say to your fans we'll be back out there again I mean, before the coronavirus hit, we had a pretty aggressive gig schedule, and I suspect 
that will come back. Um, we'll be out and about again. And we have, we're developing a stronger online presence. So we're easy to find. That's right. Tell everybody where you can be found. You're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Tumblr. Have a YouTube page. Yep. Well, I want to say thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight. Is there anything you'd like to say to your fans in closing? Um, for those fans that haven't heard us yet, I hope you like what you hear. And for those of us that have been following, thank you for the support. Well, we so appreciate you taking the time to uh, call in tonight and uh, love the fact that I can see you because we didn't talk over each other one time. And uh, so we just, just figured out something new we're going to be doing. Thanks. We are yeah, so, thanks for we, having me. Absolutely. Anytime. You're welcome anytime. You know, PB Entertainment is a very special place in our hearts. So just be ready because as soon as this corona mess is over, I really agree with you. I think everything's going to come back, and it's come back stronger because people are going to be stir crazy and want to get out of the house. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think artists. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking over you. That's okay. <laughs> um, I think artists are in, in in an odd position where we're usually the starving artists. We're usually really struggling to get somewhere to get some attention, to get some gigs, and people are going to be really wanting to get out and have fun and want that entertainment. So I think we're actually going to be doing pretty good in the end. Definitely. And the name of their album is Hunter or Prey. You can listen to it on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you can get music. Please support the arts, guys. Go and download their album. Go to iTunes and download their album. They are amazing. There's no other group out there like them. Thank you so much, Misty. We really appreciate you taking the time tonight. Yeah, thanks, John. This was fun. All right. You have a great night. Thank you so much. I will. You too. All mm-hmm. right. All right, guys. So that was Misty Dawn from Lam- at Landward Road. Make sure that you go and get their album, Hunter or Prey. Her husband, Jason Jennings, will be joining us live in just a couple of more minutes. So everybody, make sure you go and follow Landward Rogues on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, uh, I don't think you're on Snapchat yet. We're going to take care of that next because there's been some cool <laughs> things I figured out with Snapchat today. <laughs> cool. So uh, thank you, Ian Misty. Have a great evening. Thank you. You too. All right, guys. So thank you so much once again. Jason Jennings will be joining us live. This is Ann Steele. We'll be right back. This is All You Need to Know Radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood. Don't touch that dial. I everybody welcome back to all you need to know radio and i'm john hollywood your host and that was misty dawn of lamwood rogues pb entertainment groups recording artist lamwood rogues that's just one part of them probably the best part though now we have coming up jason jennings but before we do that we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back and we're going to do our song pick of the week and um then we're going to have jason join us that way we don't have any time limit with jason so uh this is the dixie chicks I'm sure everybody is going to remember this song. They sang this song out of the country and made one comment about our worthless-ass president, and they were banned from country radio. Why can't that happen to Trump? Enjoy. They're not ready to make nice.
they don't care what you want to do as long as you don't interfere with their lives. If you interfere with their lives, then you'll have some hell coming down on you like you've never had in your life. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say if you go with actual number of tattoos, uh, 19 at this point. Any, any ones that are hidden? Most of them. Most of them. Wow, that sounds like a challenge. Okay, we'll move on from there. Let's talk about your brand-new album, Hunter or Prey. Um, first of all, how how are you enjoying being signed to uh, PB Entertainment Group? I, it's a whirlwind. I'm loving it. They're keeping you pretty busy? I mean, I know that, uh, yeah. you know, one thing I remember looking at is that uh, you guys already had a pretty full uh, tour schedule, which I really think that that's going to take back off once all of this goes on. But um, I, I, I'm not sure when it's going to be because Donald Trump's trying to open things up uh, May 1st. If he opens it up too early, I'm not sure that I would suggest you guys do anything. Um, I'm going to rely on you guys to know your town and to – I would suggest that – would you be comfortable wearing masks on stage? Because what I'm – like in New York City, they just – they uh, just was executive order was signed. If you are outside in New York City, you must wear a mask. I've worn a mask in weirder positions for sure. Why not? Boy, that makes me think of a lot of things. Okay, so let's get back to the, the army, the pro mask stuff you have to wear there. Yeah, trust me, nothing's as bad as those things. All right, so you're going to get to sit there for just one second because we need to go ahead and get our song pick out of the week, out of the way. But I wanted to say hi to you real quick, so give me two seconds, and we're going to do our song pick. Um, I'm not even going to put your phone on, on. I'm not even going to put your microphone on mute. So just be be aware that you're live to the world. Okay. All right, guys. So let's move to our song pick of the week, and we're going to come back to Jason and then play some music actually from their brand new album, Hunter or Prey. Remember, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, uh, and support the arts. Really do. Uh, go. You can go to Spotify, but I'd like for you to go to iTunes and actually do that. Also, um, when the shows come up, we'll be giving out CDs that are signed. We are doing things where you can buy a CD online, and then you will get a signed uh, picture and things like that. So we've got a lot of things going on. And one thing I want to talk about that we did not mention last night with Misty was that on Friday nights, every single week since the coronavirus thing started, um, these guys have been American heroes because people are bored at home. And um, you need to be careful with all of that because – We've got a way for you to just relax and hear some really incredible live music. They take requests. They're still trying to get Ordinary Man, if you noticed I played that earlier. They're still trying to get Ordinary Man up for me. But right now, let's do our song pick of the week. And it is by the incredible band uh, Lady Annabellum. It's called Champagne. And it's our, it's our song pick of the week of All You Need to Know Radio. And it's new, and it's dangerous, and it's in your face. Take a listen to Champagne.
multi-platinum selling recording artist, Lady Annabellum Champagne. They've won uh, so many country music awards I can't even name. I love so much of their music. I like this song. As I'm listening to it right now, I'm not loving the song, but sometimes you have to hear the song a little bit more than just once. So, uh, Lady Annabellum, you can get that on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you can download music. Uh, if you happen to go see them in concert, tell them you heard their song on All You Need to Know Radio. If you're just joining us, guys, this is John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio, where we are breaking news tonight, and we are changing the time of our radio show permanently to Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. That seems to work better for our constitutional attorney, and I think that it puts us in the middle of the week where all the crazy shit Donald Trump's going to do, we'll be able to focus on it because... You don't know this, but we literally can change our show at the drop of a hat. And I had this show completely and utterly ready to go on Saturday night, but then Donald Trump threw that press conference where he threw a fit like a little baby where I thought he was going to sit down in a corner and start sucking on his thumb. I mean, that would have just been – that would have made my year. But uh, instead he started screaming and disrespecting a female reporter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but let me tell you something. This CBS reporter, and I cannot remember her name, it's on our Facebook page, the entire exchange. I recorded it, and I got it better than anybody else. Other people recorded it going back and forth. I stayed focused on the reporter because she was relentless. I'd hate to be her husband. She was relentless with Donald Trump to the point she really, really got him angry. And it takes a lot to get Donald Trump angry because he's like, listen, uh, enough. Enough. And she's like, no, Mr. President, enough is not enough. You, the American people are tired of your excuses. And he's like, you know what? You know what? We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And she's like, well, what did you do in February? There is a breakdown in the timeline you're giving the American people where you could have been telling people, you know, this is coming. This is coming. Getting hospital beds ready. What did you do during your downtime besides play golf? And he was pissed. And I loved every minute of it. All right, so we're going to uh, just jump back over here with Jason uh, uh, Jason Jennings with Lamwood Rogue, PB Entertainment Group's uh, artist, recording artist, uh, Lamwood Rogues. So make sure you follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we don't have them on Snapchat, Tumblr. We're going to have them everywhere. They have their own YouTube channel where you can actually see Misty naked in the bathtub. Don't put that on Facebook, though, because they almost banned me when I was doing that. Don't forget, uh, in two days, they're going to have a concert um, that we will uh, that it will be live on their Facebook page, and they'll be taking requests. And guys, uh, if you if you if you can. It's always good to help them. You can do Venmo, PayPal. There's a lot of different ways you can give them a little tip. If anything is very appreciated. Um, but, you know, everybody's trying to survive right now. So we're going to go straight to this song right here. And uh, when it's done, Jason can tell us what it's about. How many heads do you talk now? They do what you say on the ground Will you completely give up the fight Or will you blast that bitch with all your might Too many friends and then again Too much to bear and too much to spend I just want to finish the night And then you have back up in this fight I know life is tough at times But remember my bottom of bread When things are getting way too dead 
so neither one of you, Misty, could come up with one band I even know who the hell they are. So I'm going to have to get you guys to email me those because I'd really, really just send me some YouTube videos because I'd like to I'd like to hear who inspired my two favorite people right now. Seriously. Um, all right. So what genre, what genres of music do you like? Do you like all genres of music, or are you one? Are you focused on one? Tell me. Tell me what's up with that. Uh, pretty much the only types of music I'm not a fan of would be elevator music and. Okay, I'll buy it. What's elevator music? No, I need the time. What's elevator music? What does that elevator, mean? Stuff you listen to in elevator that's like a remake of a song, but all instrumentals are all slightly off key. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard elevator music. Because usually I have the headphones oh, on if I'm in an elevator. <laughs> Likewise now. Exactly. But, Okay, but I figure you got something for me here. What you got? What What are you gonna quiz me with? Well, I want you to keep going. Uh, so you said uh, you know elevator music. What's your, who's your favorite pop artist, female and male? Let's see. My male one would probably be John Legend, and female oh, one yes. would honestly be Alicia Keys. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't expect that, but those are two amazing, <laughs> amazing artists. No, and and the reason oh, I think it's well, awesome that I'll you picked them is because. Okay. I want to do an Aloe Black. I have no idea who that is. You know I'm at, yes, you do. Um, the, it's like the whole world's a ticking bomb or um, uh, Not wake sure me up bomb. when it's all over. Huh? No, wake me up when it's all over. When I'm wiser and I'm older. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I just didn't know the, I still don't one. know the name of the band. Okay. I do like that song. I do like that song. Yeah. Uh, so that was, um, that was the male. Who was the female? Yes. Female still Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. What's your favorite song by Alicia Keys? No one. Ah, yes. She's just so uh, authentic. And she's so down to earth, and even though she's a mega, mega iconic star, you never get that feeling from her. Um, I actually uh, walked down the streets of New York with her for like five minutes, and um, right after that I met Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> so that was kind of an interesting situation. But, uh, okay, country. Who's your favorite country artist, uh, male and female? Uh, I going to have to go female would once again be Patsy Klein, like Misty said, because I've actually covered her before, and I love her voice. Uh, male would be a toss-up between what do you like about Patsy, what, what do you What do you like about Patsy Klein's voice so much? You can feel the sadness. You can feel the heartbreak. You can feel the emotion behind it. When she sings, she sings with everything. What about Loretta Lynn? You ain't woman enough to take my man. I just I fell in love, I guess, more than anything with the movie with that. And when they were worked, that when they became uh, touring together, I fell in love with both of them even more. She's she's good, yes, but she doesn't quite have the range that I hear Pat, coming from Patsy Cline. Okay, I'll give you that. A male. Male is going to be a toss-up of any one of the highwaymen. The highwaymen, really? Isn't it, whose band is that? Is that George Clooney's band? No. no hell no. Who, whose the band is that? 
Where oh, I thought you said highwaymen. I thought you said highwaymen, babe. <laughs> I thought uh, you said no, highwaymen. Yeah, no worries, but you see, I am uh, in my fraternity from when I went to college. I'm a fraternity brother with Willie Nelson. He's a teak. And I'm distantly, ah. distantly related to Waylon Jennings. Mm, okay. I love me some Willie Nelson. He likes to – he always gets pulled over for weed on his bus. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, by the way, except in Texas. Only guy I know of that could out, that, the only guy I know of that could actually, with admittance, outsmoke Snoop Dogg. Really? That would be an interesting thing to watch. On camera, he admitted it. It's on YouTube. (laughs) Who's your favorite rap artist? Oh, good Lord. How much time you got? Uh, Just give me two. Okay. uh, Well, this is going to count as one. Yin Yang Twins would be one. Ah. And they did a song with Britney Spears. What, do you remember the name of it? Not off the top of my head, no. But Keep I would going. say the other one, if you want to go with uh, rap there, i I got to give it to Eminem. Oh, yes. What's your favorite song for Eminem? I am. Really? I am, yeah. I am, I am. Tell me, is that not Lose Yourself? No. A close second. I am. What What is that song about that to you? A, without going too deep into the lyrics, a lot of lyrics. One I experienced when I was in the army at a very down point in my life, and uh, it kind of gave me a kick in the ass. Uh, kind of pulled myself up from my bootstraps, so to speak. Actually, <laughs> uh, had boots, but no straps. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Here's that <laughs> song that you said that you liked. How many practical jokes do you want to put in there? 
None. But I do want to play another song from the album, see if you like this. I, I, I listened to the album like twice today, and uh, this song I really, really like. So here we go. Minutes later, I wrote back saying, We're done. 
Because wow. um, I actually had a childhood friend who died of cancer, and so this is an easy one to write about. Um, wow, I did not know that, so, sir. But one thing really funny, loss. though, is when we did – oh, it, uh, I appreciate it's that. Life. Yeah, I understand. 20-something <laughs> years to cover, recover on that. But, yeah, the funny thing is, is when we went to the studio for that song, I didn't know I was playing harmonica for it. I usually don't. All the harmonica was improv on site as you hear it. <laughs> I mean, and that's no another thing that I love about, about, about Landward Rogues is that it's not just a normal band where you get up there and you sing, and that's all you do. Every Each one of you plays an instrument and more instruments and more instruments, and it's just – it's amazing. Will you close out the, the show with a live performance of Wicked Game? Yes, I will. After I say, I'm going to do one little shout-out here on this. We actually have a website up now. Yes, please do that. It's landwardrogues.hearnow.com. Here is spelled H-E-A-R. So landwardrogues.hearnow.com. We're going to have to talk about that. I don't like Wolf, but that's okay. There's a way we can, we can fix that. But I, I, I like that. I'm just glad you guys got the website up because I know we were having trouble with that. Can people purchase the CD on the website? They can purchase a CD or individual songs on it, and you can hear a clip of it on the on the website. And what about T-shirts and, and merchandise? We haven't got that set up yet. We just got the uh, initial thing for the website set up for the CD part. We're working on getting the links up for our CDs and our merch. But if you have any questions on that, you can message us or PB Entertainment. We can get it all straightened out for you. That's right. All right, guys, so this is uh, Jason Jennings, PB, uh, PB Entertainment Group recording artist, Lamwood Rogues. He's the other half of uh, Misty Dawn. We talked to her a little bit earlier. Jason's going to close out the show tonight with uh, the – he came to my house, and uh, I've known Jason for a very, very, very long time. In fact, when um, I was on tour with my sister, he was my bodyguard. And I want to tell a little bit of a story about when um, – how – just how incredible this guy is, and I, I – I can see him right now, so I can't look at him right now, otherwise I'm going to cry. But um, we were at a friend of mine's apartment in Los Angeles, and we had asked him if we could stay at their apartment um, just because we were – I flew him out here because I, I got to meet him in Grand Junction, but I barely got to spend any time with him. In fact, I found a whole bunch of pictures of us at that movie at that theater when I first met you that night. Yeah, I'm going to have to get those to you. Um, so anyway um, – I had two friends. One's a movie star, so I'm not going to say his name. His other roommates are Tyler and uh, their brothers and uh, Austin. And uh, they're actually two pretty bulky muscle guys, but Jason being the protector that he is, we all went downstairs into the elevator, and there was some kind of guy down there that, you know, we're we're laughing and we're just having fun with Jason. Well, Jason's eyes are just looking everywhere. And Jason just all of a sudden took all three of us behind him, and I don't even remember what happened at that point. But I want to thank you for that because my friends are never going to forget that. So, guys, this is PB Entertainment Group's uh, uh, artist, recording artist uh, at Landwood Rogues. And this is Jason Jennings closing out our show because we are out of time. We've done a two-hour show tonight. And uh, what an incredible way to close it out with this incredible man, incredible heart, 
But one last thing is he came to my house when I met him as as the as my body the bodyguard for the night. You know how you meet somebody and you click with them, and it doesn't have to be a sexual thing. Everybody gets your minds out of the gutter. It was an intellectual thing with him. And the thing is, is that um, I wanted more time to explore that. So when I brought him to L.A., that was so cool and some of the funnest times. We actually went and saw Godzilla at the, Gro- at the Groman Chinese Theater. Do you remember that, Jason? Hi, Miss yep. Yeah, we uh, actually did that, and uh, I think I fell asleep in that movie. It was awful. <laughs> I think you liked it, though. But anyway, uh, this is uh, – he came to my house, surprised me. And I had no idea that he could sing. So he had a guitar with him. He comes in, and he starts, uh, you know, just kind of playing a little bit. And I forgot what happened, but somehow uh, I, my ex-partner and I got – I was sitting on the couch just sitting there. And um, he just started uh, playing, and I don't remember if I asked you to play this song or not, but uh, I actually just started doing an interview with him live in my uh, live in my living room, and it's actually on our website or actually on our Blog Talk Radio our our radio page. But this is Jason Jennings. This is acoustic. Uh, this is live, raw acoustic, and it's amazing. And it closes out our show tonight, guys. This is Wicked Game, Landward Rogues. Go follow them on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, YouTube, anything that they have. We'll have a Snapchat up for them later this in the coming days. Thank you so much, Jason. Tell your wife, Misty, thank you so much. We look forward to talking okay. to you very soon. This is Wicked Game from Jason Jennings Live. Wow, no pressure with that lead in, but okay, here we go. Hope you all enjoy this and hope everyone stays safe out there. Make me drink. 
we've removed all of our banners on all of our shows on all of our show pages and we're promoting we're showing doctors that are staying and going to work so you can stay home and you can be safe so hashtag stay home hashtag save lives and every day get up in the morning and ask yourself what have you done today to make yourself feel proud good night Live from Dallas, Texas. Once again, thank you to Almost Warwich with Almost uh, with uh, Warwich and None. Thank you to Misty, Don, and Jason Jennings from Lamwood Rogues. And we love all of you guys. Good night from Dallas, Texas. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.